Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. This is the 10. The task 13. You're two minutes late, dude. Ah, come on. I couldn't find a place. And welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran, and with me, as always, is a man who was once in a half shell, but that was in a painting. Chad Lindsay. How you doing, man? Yeah, I was that uh, naked chick riding a clam. Uh, <laughs> right? Do you remember that? <laughs> remember Carl? Hey, Homer, what's the matter? Ain't you ever seen a naked chick riding a clam before? <laughs> uh, there's nothing I can't pull back to The Simpsons. There's really not. Well, that's the thing. I didn't even know that was coming, but I mean, it's just like, yeah, here it comes. The Mindy Simmons episode. But, uh... Mindy Simmons. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yes, we are hitting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original from 1990 today. I'm um, I'm actually kind of excited about this. I liked uh I didn't mind going back watching this. I found it a little dated, but it was a fun watch, man. I I think this I think this works. I think it works so much better than the other attempts. Like after this film in this little trilogy, they had, you know, part 2, The Secret of the Ooze, and then they had part 3, but this one is clearly the best. And oh, yeah. there are a lot of reasons why, because, you know, a lot of people felt that the movie was too dark, too violent, but I think it, I think it strikes the perfect tone. Like, I really, I really do think that this movie holds up, and I think it, you know, for what it is, it fires on all four cylinders, it's consistent, and I had a good time. Yeah, I had a good time, too, and I mean, people agreed, because... This movie had a relatively small budget. This was this was the most successful independent movie right up until Blair Witch Project came out. Yeah. Like, this had a budget of 13 and a half million, which is like considering what you're getting, that's crazy that this only had a 13 and a half million dollar budget the way I, it looks. I actually thought it was a bit smaller, but that's fine because it's still a very very small film and Honestly, when you compare it to the Michael Bay uh, remakes, yeah, like the turtles were like hulking and, you know, they were a lot yep. less fun and playful. But I I was actually quite amazed at the facial expressions and the mouth movements that they got out of these foam suits like like yeah, really yeah. really impressed. And yeah, these animatronic helmets are are for 1990 they're pretty friggin' impressive oh like i well i mean like fuck i couldn't build one today so you know like, hell no no yeah, <laughs> hey for 1990 it's pretty good it's like hey man you could fucking give me a bunch of metal and some screws and some fucking wires and i'd never be able to a couple solenoids i'd be like what's this? a solenoid what yeah. is this what does yeah. this do I'd fucking terrify everybody because it would just be on fire and all the kids would be like, ah, Jesus, what the fuck? But <laughs> it would look they, like that Elmo, that Tickle Me Elmo doll that someone lit on fire in that yeah. meme. Like, ah, ha, 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 Oh, my God. <laughs> I, um, I think that this, is, uh, this is my favorite. The martial arts are surprisingly good. 
The weapons yeah, were surprisingly bad. good. And th- that's it. That's yep. the thing with the other two subsequent films. They were like, uh, yeah, can these ninjas not use weapons? That's really violent. And, you know, and I like how they had very different characters. Yep. You know, Raphael being kind of like the angry one, Mikey being kind of the playful, innocent one. I think they did. I think they did a solid job, and I really enjoyed going back to this. Yeah, me too. And I, every, like I said, everybody kind of agreed because worldwide gross on this was a just just under $202 million. Well, yeah, and which we were kind of in that. Insane. This I think another thing that this film did well is kind of we were in that age where, like, I would have been 20. No, no. I would have been 18. 1990? I would have yeah. been 19 when this came yeah, out. Yeah, I was 18 20 when that this year. came out. So when this came out, I was not a child, right? But I wasn't yeah. a man, right? I was kind of in that in-between phase. And, like, there was the comic books. You were in the- your Britney Spears phase. <laughs> yeah, I was in my Britney Spears. I was dating Justin <laughs> not, Timberlake. I not, was, <laughs> right? Not a girl, I mean, not yet a woman. <laughs> I, uh, I I enjoyed it because I think, I think it... I think it hits for the older kids as well. And I know a lot of people said it was violent, but I don't I don't find the the violence in this disturbing at all. But I mean like but I was like 14 watching Freddy Krueger and shit, so well, you know, yeah, I thought exactly. it was pretty tame. Like, so the violence in this I think it's violent to people who don't see violence ever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like we grew up we grew up watching Atlantic Grand Prix wrestling and WWF and like yeah. dudes were getting smashed. Like, oh, yeah, like we legit, watched... There was blood Roddy, everywhere and chairs smashed. Like, come on, son. Like, <laughs> Roddy Piper and Cowboy Bob Orton tied the yeah, right? to a chair and beat the shit out of him <laughs> and then shaved his head. Like, they're basically torturing a little person on fucking matinee television on a Saturday. Right? And you're just like... So you oh, get well. a bunch of f- foam turtles kicking each other in the air. You're like, oh, come on, man. Like, But I mean, at the same time, it's just like, oh, what are you going to take your kid to see? Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's like, oh, it was violent. Yeah, well, what the fuck do you... <laughs> what do you expect, lady? Yeah. <laughs> they're mutants. They're ninjas. They're turtles. Like, come on, son. Yeah. It's ticking all yeah. the boxes there, Francine. Ticking all ticking them all. So yeah, the this is this is pretty decent. I like the opening sequence here is pretty cool. Yeah. With uh, you know, the the April O'Neil news report here, Judith Hogue. This is her one and only appearance in the Ninja Turtles universe. She apparently did not really dig the violence and didn't like the suits and stuff like that. But she's good in the movie. Like she she plays the yeah. character well. First I will say something nice. I will say yeah, she does a good job. B, what were you thinking? Like, you showed up to the audition. You took the job. So I heard that she was hard to work with. She didn't want to wear April's... The yellow jumpsuit. Yellow jumpsuit. And, you know, it was just like, oh, this movie's violent and all this stuff. So, I mean, hey, man, like, there's lots of people that want to act. Lots of people looking for a break. So don't yeah. take take a job and then snub your nose at it. Yeah, exactly. Like, if you're going to back out, then back out and let somebody else who's, who wants to do it be there. But all that said, for what she does in the movie, she does it really well. No, you're 100% right. And at the same time she was doing this movie, she was doing Cadillac Man with Robin Williams. Oh, right on. Exact same year. And Robin Williams was a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan and gave her a bunch of, like, the comic books as source material for her to kind of check it out and look at it. She obviously ignored it. (laughs) And she obviously ignored it, yeah. So, Oh, here's a gift from Robin Williams. Let me... Toss it away. But Let me throw this into the garbage. They, they do a they they do a half decent opening scene. Like you know, they're showing all of the 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 news reports intercut with all of the <laughs> robberies that are taking place and stuff like that. Thievery and shenanigans. And it is kind of 
I, I heard that they ran out of money, so they actually didn't get to do the opening scene that they wanted to because it was such a low, low, low budget movie. And yes. uh, they didn't have the money to shoot the opening scene. So that's why you get this kind of wallet being lifted and then passed to fucking Shredder in an alley, which is kind of gore. You know, it's kind of dorky. dorky. It's just like, yeah. fuck, nobody sees this guy. Like, he's out on the sidewalk. Nobody but- sees this. This weirdo in a snakeskin blade suit, like come yeah, on, man. Yeah. it's like. But anyway, it. <laughs> but but it does work though. It does give you that you know. There's a crime syndicate, and you know they're all kicking money up to. You can see Shredder's hand, and going to yes. this movie, you know who Shredder is, despite the fact that they do a good job at introducing him as well. Well, and they ran out of money as well, like you said, when April walks out of the news studio here. She's wearing her yellow raincoat, which is an homage to her jumpsuit. And she sees the rat and freaks out, but then she sees the kids uh, kind of jacking the news van, and the lights go out. Like, you see the sort of the initial manhole cover come up a little bit. Yeah. And the the sigh goes up and hits the light and knocks the light out, and then you just hear, whoop, 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 and all the violence yeah. of the turtles, and then all the kids are just tied up. And it's kind of, you got you to gotta be have your eyes open here because you see Sam Rockwell yeah. as the head as the head thug there and I think this is his second movie. He did a, a couple TV shows, but his second movie. So early early Sam Rockwell here. But when the light went out and it's all black and you hear the fighting and then the lights uh from the police car I believe come in and all the the teenagers are tied up. They did that because they didn't have money to choreograph another fight scene. <laughs> well, so honestly it works because Ninja- I was going to say that it's actually better. Yeah, master of the shadows. Just let it let it warm up. You know, like just give it a little bit of time. And I thought it was great. I like how he threw the sigh into the light, which is something you know a ninja would do instead of like ninja turtle, like like the dudes fighting out in the open in a field on a cliff wearing wearing a red (laughs) ninja uniform against green trees. So um, (laughs) a little callback there to enter the ninja. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I mean, you know, it's, it's good. And then even, even when we get to the title sequence, you know, it starts out with, they're showing their shadows on the wall. They're actually having shown the turtles and you can hear them talking and then they kind of jump out and they start doing gnarly, excellent bossa nova or whatever, all their little, Things. All the little catchphrases, yeah, all their things, and honestly, I think they look they look good. Like these are good costumes. Like for they are. For I know everyone's yeah, kind of spoiled, are. but I prefer this just because I like that they're actually in that environment, and I like that they're in that world, despite the fact that you know a lot of people might think that it's fake and cheesy and corny. But I prefer a guy in a suit. Like I just, it's just, it's just me. Yeah, it's it's like it's seeing a practical effect versus a CG effect, right? I kind of dig the practical. Yeah, I dig it too. And I'm not trying to be the old man. Like, everything was better. Kit Kat used to be bigger, you know? Like, I just, <laughs> I'm not saying anybody who prefers CGI is wrong. I'm just saying, like, for me, my tastes are, I I like I like the suits. I, I just do. And I love the animatronics because I think that takes it to a level of realism that, you know, allows me to willfully suspend my disbelief. Yes, yeah, I like it too. I like it a lot. And it's cool that Raphael's all bummed and annoyed that he lost his side and he saw April take it. Yeah. The other three guys are like, yeah, Master Splinter, we did awesome. We went out there and we kicked all... We fought. We fought we well. We fought well, yeah. <laughs> I actually but Raph is have... all bummed. 
I actually have my Psy. When I saw this movie, I liked Raphael the best, so I went out and bought a pair of Psy from Asian World of Martial Arts at a Black nice. Belt magazine, and I bought yep. them in 1990, and I still have them. So out of Do you really? uh, nice. respect with this movie, yeah, it's sitting sitting on the couch right here uh, in my office, uh, right nice. here next to me. I'm like, yeah, look at this. <laughs> And I like the practical splinter here when they get back down into the into their little lair. Oh, this, and splinter looks cool, man. He looks good. And the other thing that I'll say is, you know, the the way that they do the lighting and the light wraps in this movie, I love yeah. how they're always half lit and half obscured. And that looks yeah. amazing, especially on Splinter, because like half of his face is shadow and then half is lit and I, I really like how they played with light and shadow in this, which are two main themes in the film, light and shadow and of course fathers. Absolutely. I think they did I think they did a great job. I like the I like the puppets. Yeah, I like it too. So they they order a pizza here, Splinter chucks the book at <laughs> at, uh, at Mikey. <laughs> and uh they want to get their pizza here and they get their little lecture from Splinter and stuff. It's a it's a cool little it's a cool little scene. I like it. Yeah, it kind of it kind of sets them all up, and then you know, like they're all having a good time, and then Raph is like, "I got to get out of here." Like he's he's clearly angry that he lost his sigh and can't let it go, and you know, yeah. you got three turtles having a good time, and one turtle that just he's pissed off all the time. He's an angry turtle. He ain't having it. He's in his well. He's a teenager. He's angsty. Yeah, exactly. He's listening to a lot of uh, Lannis Morissette. And- yeah, a little well, my my chemical romance. My kids, right? <laughs> would be kind of like a lot, of, know, a lot of counting crows and all. Yeah. <laughs> if they if they made this in 2010, Raphael would be listening to my chemical romance. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get the two turtles here, Mike and and uh, and Donatello here, waiting for the pizza to get delivered. Yeah, the the pizza delivery guy is the guy that plays. Michelangelo. Yeah, which is really cool. Like, they gave a lot of the guys in this, because they're in the suits like hours at a time, and those suits were really uncomfortable. Like, the actors Hot. lost like 20 pounds over the course of the shoot because they were just sweating so much in those goddamn things. So, you know, oh it was nice, God, yeah. nice that they, you know, gave them a little bit part there. Yeah, every, they all have a little appearance in the movie at some point. Yeah. And uh, it's cool that they gave this guy's name is Michelin Sisti, and he. He's the pizza Domino's guy here, so he gets a little gypped off because he's what is he a minute late or thirty seconds yeah, late or yeah, he's something two minutes late. Yeah. on his half hour delivery. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and thank you for listening to this teaser episode of the podcast. Full episodes can be found at patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. We do at least four episodes a month. Everyone gets one free. The other three are like this one, a teaser with the full show available with a subscription. Now there's five levels of subscription to choose from to suit any budget with the lowest being just five bucks per month. That's less than a rabbit harness leech thing on Amazon. I mean, what are you going to do with that? It's nice. I mean, don't get me, don't get me wrong, but think about it. You can walk your rabbit safely or you can get over six hours of original entertainment to make your workout or commute or life better. Plus, access to all the past seasons, each season being 21 episodes. Patrons also get to be a part of the Dojo Crew. You become a producer of the show. And the best part is you don't have to do any of the hours of work it takes to create an awesome show every week. You just reap the benefits. It's awesome. 
So head on over to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast and become a patron. You'll have our eternal gratitude and the satisfaction of literally being a producer of the media you find most appealing. Thank you so much. We'll see you inside the dojo.